The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christian conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, too. The Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Saturday morning. If you would like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio. You can scroll down and we are streaming live right on the right side of the page. Just click onto that. You can enlarge it. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Or you can click on to the platform that we're on and join us in the chat. Uh, a lot of people there this morning. Good to see all of you bright and early here on Saturday morning. And then also right above that is Bradley's show from yesterday. You can catch him at 3 p.m. Eastern Time live here. Now, guys, again, uh, say it as many times as we need to say it. Some people, if... You're not seeing us on YouTube, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. If you don't see us on Facebook, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. If you don't see us somewhere else, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Go here, right side of the page. That's where we're at. If you've got a mobile device, some of you will get the mobile version and you won't see the videos. So you'll have to use a browser that allows like a desktop. You can click it and say desktop version. I know Google Chrome does that. I don't know about any of the others because I don't really use my phone for a lot of that. But... You can, you can do that and then click on the video on the right. If you're in the morning show, it's the one on the bottom. If you're looking for Bradley's show in the afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern, then you'll click the one above that. That's at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Also, right above that is a place where you can subscribe. You can get our email newsletter. We don't spam you. We don't rent your email. We don't sell it. You just get one email from us a day. It's all the articles we put out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. And uh, there you'll get also the morning archive. Uh, for instance, yesterday's was Dr. Sherry Tampini in the interview that I did. And you'll see that's up here at the top in the scroll on sonsoflibertymedia.com right now. You can see that additional links to previous shows and things of that nature are there as well. And oh, there's Dr. Corbett. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I got to you a little early. Um also, if you agree with the message that we put out and you would like to help us, we let you know our needs. We don't have our hand out for money, but because we're doing what we're going to do and trust that the Lord is going to provide. If you have the means to do so and you would like to do so to help us, you can partner with us 
in a one-time donation or as a monthly son or daughter of liberty that link is also available at sonslibertymedia.com and then our store allows for us to not only give you something uh, to either equip you or to be useful in a conversation started with other people or things of that nature coffee mugs water bottles t-shirts hats dvds books all kinds of stuff in the store it also helps the sons of liberty do what we do on radio on internet and out and about and as you know bradley's been uh in michigan ohio and tennessee and i think they're coming back home on monday uh he's been informing you of some of the stuff the different places they've gone and the people that they are um you know touching their lives educating them and I think that's creating these little brush fires of freedom in the minds of men as he travels across America presenting them with the truth of our constitutional Christian heritage. So if you want to support that work, go to sonsoflibertymedia.com. There's the donate. There's the become a son or daughter of liberty and also our store link. Now, with that said, you know, there's a lot going on. And before I bring um, our health and wellness expert, Kate Shimrani and Dr. Kevin Corbett on this morning, you know, yesterday... I put out the story of what's going on in the UK. It's pretty interesting. Nearly 4,000 people have died in Europe, and more than 162,000 injuries following the experimental COVID-19 injections. Now, if you were listening yesterday to the show with Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, she mentioned the one with, uh, with the VAERS report we have here in the States. And part of that issue... I think she pushed about nearly 40,000 people had adverse effects and 17,000 had died. And again, these numbers are very low. They're low because these are the, these are the ones that are reported. They're not they're not the totality of it. These are just the ones that are reported. And with with saying that, this is this is Europe. This is what they have going on. And so what I want to do is as soon as I get my images going here is bring on uh, Kate and Kevin. Uh, this is a special K Saturday show. So good morning, guys. Hi. Hi good morning. <laughs> well, it's good to see all you guys. And look, I've got you up as Sherry Tenpenny. Uh, what am I doing there? <laughs> it's good to see you guys this morning. And uh, we've got a, a pretty special show. You guys are going to be bringing us what's going on over there in the UK. And uh, Kate, you've been sending me some videos this week of the protests and riots and just the the ridiculousness of what's going on there. Do you want to open us up and, and kind of start off with what you guys have, have got going on? Well, first of all, the riots that we, we saw in Bristol, it appears that um, you know, it's the same old tactics. They seem to have agitators in there, and then a lot of uh, young people are getting caught up in that. And uh, we see a lot of police brutality as well, but this is this is going on. And, and there was also, I think, uh, people looked up the police van the police van and the police car that had been burned and apparently they had the same registration number. The van was over 10 years old and they didn't have an active MOT. So it just starts to look like these are all, they're the same old tactics. When you want to bring something in, you create a situation and they appear to be creating a lot of agitation and it, and they're saying kill the bill. And of course we know that the, the agenda is they, they wish to push through the police crimes bill which in effect, uh, it's totally draconian. And, you, you know, you can be sent to prison just for being a one-man band out saying, I don't agree with this end or lockdowns. So that makes you a protester on your own. And you can go to prison for that. 
and be deemed a criminal. And so we've seen a lot of that. And also Dr. Corbett and I, um, who I'm absolutely privileged to know, we have started uh, a group called um, the British Nursing Alliance, the People's Nurses, and that indeed will be um, a foundation group for the register that we are now in the very early stages of starting to create. And there's come a testimony from a nurse who has given up her full-time job being a bank nurse. So she's a registered nurse and she's actually not going back to work anymore. And on this group, which is indeed public, we've got lots of testimonies from nurses. But this particular one who's done a video message, she talks about the very subject that you've mentioned here today about this device that they're touting as a vaccine. And she talks about how they're seeing lots and lots of side effects of this coming into the hospitals and they are not being reported under the yellow card scheme. And for your viewers who don't know what that is, the yellow card scheme is the MHRA, it's our equivalent to your VAERS. And this is where healthcare professionals report any adverse events from anything used, even a topical application. And she said that these vaccine injuries are not being reported. And so this is very concerning. And she also talked about how the silence of, of those working in these hospitals and how they're quiet and they're not busy. So what we have here is we have a complete situation that has been created, I believe, in order to just push this deadly device. And they are using the healthcare system just like they did in Nazi Germany, just the same thing, the nurses and doctors of the Third Reich, and they are being used to push out this lie. So we've actually seen healthcare professionals comment, and they've certainly commented on things uh, that got my name in it, one particular nurse saying, this vaccine's safe, I've had it. Well, if you're a healthcare professional out there telling any member of the public using your position as a healthcare professional, you are indeed in breach of your code, but you are also complicit in a crime and you could indeed stand trial because you are using your position as a professional to coerce the public with a lie. So I think that's what we have to, we have to keep at the forefront here. So Dr. Corbett and I have very much been instrumental in, in we're trying to get all the nurses out and together and create um, nurses, 21st century nurses, which was what Kevin, uh, Dr. Corbett called me. Um, so there is a huge void. Um, all this week, I've had lots and lots of patients contacting me for my services in dietary healing, and their testimonies are harrowing. These are patients who have terminal illnesses or who are having babies or who have gone to the emergency room because they are indeed very sick. And the very first thing that is coming out of healthcare professionals' mouths is not about treating their, their health situation. It's, have you had the vaccine? You need to have the vaccine. And this was actually used by um, some nurses called the Macmillan nurses who are there to help those with cancer. And all these nurses said to one patient who was extremely distressed, they actually visited her. They wanted her to have the vaccine. That was what they were very concerned about was that she had the vaccine. So there's now nowhere for these patients to go. Um, I'd like to thank uh, you, Tim, for putting me on this show because lots of patients are indeed finding me on Sons of Liberty and that's where they're finding me to come to me for this void. Amen. But I think Dr. Corbett is best for um, 
talking to you because he's got some information about these centres and also what he can add to this. And it's always much better than mine. So over to you, Dr Corbett. Well, I totally dispute that, Kate. You're far better than I am. Uh, Far better than as well. And the thing is, uh, Tim, that over here in the UK, there's, um, it's a very strange situation because on the one hand, the government's putting out the message that the numbers are going up, the numbers of people vaccinating are going right up and everything's going to plan. And then you see in the media, further down, hidden away, reports that the vaccine centres are shutting. And this was reported in Kent in Wales and in Cornwall, that certain vaccine centres are shutting for a couple of weeks because the supplies of the vaccines are not good. But of course, we're not sure what this means. Does it truly mean that the vaccine supplies are inefficient and they can't haven't got enough of the second doses because they're using the Pfizer vaccine? Or is it because in those areas, the numbers of people turning up to be vaccinated are not good? And why would they shut them for several weeks after spending all the money opening them? So there's lots of questions, really, about this. And it mirrors what we've heard about the test centres across the UK, that they're not as busy as they're made out to be. And there's been lots of video exposés of this where people have videoed empty vaccine centres. I've seen it myself here in central London, vaccine drive-through vaccine centre that's absolutely empty all day you know um, I've done several um, inspections of it during the day and and at various times there's nobody there there's nobody driving in it's empty but there's 12 15 staff all paid all there looking busy but nothing to do so all these things are very important as Kate said we've had the issue with Bristol now for viewers in America United States and Canada Bristol last summer was where the statue of a a British colonialist was torn down by BLM supporters and was thrown into the water. And this happened in full view of the police who did nothing to stop it. So this is a British colonial um, uh, colonialist. That's what we were told. But actually, he's a member of the British establishment from the 19th century who endowed lots of universities in Bristol and lots of public buildings. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was vilified by the BLM supporters and the statues torn down. And of course, that was all impregnated by agent provocateurs, that demonstration last summer. And indeed, this is what we're seeing now here in, in the UK again. We're seeing in, infiltration of the anti-lockdown movement. We've had it here in London. It's happening all over the UK. I've had reports from several major cities of groups being infiltrated by the police or police agents who operate to expose <laughs> and to entrap people, people who generally get involved in the anti-lockdown movement and who want to do something to stop the tyranny. They're being brought out into the open and they're being given fines. They've been put in court and they're going to get jail sentences if they don't do anything. So this is this is the situation we've got here in the UK at the moment. And as Kate said, the British Nursing Alliance has been formed and it's on Telegram. This is a forum, a space for nurses to come together and to share and to get support. 
And this is a, 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 going to be a developing situation where we want to create a new nursing register, and we can only do that by getting people together. And people are sharing their experiences, they're sharing what's happening in the hospitals. And what, what, what we're seeing is what we saw last year, which I call the COVID Nazification of the National Health Service, where you've got a command and control operating right through the diagnostic frameworks in the NHS. Everything is COVID related. So people are coming in with very clear problems that need immediate attention and they're being sidetracked into COVID diagnosis. And sometimes this can happen when somebody's shocked and they're needing immediate attention and support to their circulatory system. And the nurses are asking them about COVID exposure and have they had the vaccine and have they had what are flu symptoms, basically. And this is ridiculous. Um, this is the COVID Nazification of the National Health Service. It's a COVID health service now. Everything's interpreted through the lens of COVID. And people will die. People are dying. People are being neglected. And the, the whole system is creaking to a halt. We need to smash it. We need to have a new system created. And when I mean smash it, we don't really have to do anything. It's breaking down in front of us. And people can see this in their own lives. So this is where we are now with the situation that Kate described. Yeah, and just so people know, uh, I had, and it may be my fault, but when you hear that little buzz, that's Kevin. <laughs> People are trying to get in touch with Kevin because <laughs> I had him use the phone because uh, for some reason we had a problem with the with the volume I think Kevin and and so when you went to the phone man it was it was great the, the picture was great and and the sound was good but we know people are trying to get in touch with you. so people who are wondering about that yeah that's what that is um, can I just add to what Kevin said yeah sure. There? Um, I just want to be because there are a lot of nurses now coming you know we opened this group which is going to be. Uh, it's going to rapidly grow. And I, um, you know, Kevin and I have talked so much about this and I've been talking about it for a year. Um, I've prayed about it so many times. And I can honestly tell you, when I pray, I get goosebumps and then the, the ideas come into my head. And I've already started to put the feelers out. I've sent emails today about modules to get these nurses trained up in how to um, reverse disease, how to... Um, and even now, how to have a forum where these nurses can access and they will have all of the um, skills at their fingertips to treat these patients. And I just want to say, um, this is an open forum. And if there's any nurses out there who do indeed uh, subscribe and believe in the witchcraft and sorcery of pharmaceuticals being pushed for everything, and you think you're going to come on here, um, it is open. You can come on. There's nothing that you can do. There's nothing. You cannot harm what is good and in the light. So if, if you're pushing just that way, that system, and you're complicit in that lie, this is not for you. And you'll be exposed very quickly. But what this is, is this is nurses who are not going to be governed by the government or the NMC or the NHS. These nurses are going to be true patient advocates. They will be self-employed. They will be responsible for what they do. And by being a true patient advocate, this means that the public are going to get behind this and the public are going to trust it. And it is the weight of the public that is going to push this beyond anything that they've got now. And it is the public who will trust these nurses. These are the nurses of the future. So, um, you know, that is what Kevin and I and, and 
I must say, Dr. Corbett is a senior or was a senior nurse lecturer. So his mindset was very much in in the system. And of course, I had a cancer diagnosis over nine years ago and it scrambled everything that I'd been taught. So I was coming at it from a different avenue. And we've we've locked horns quite a lot, Dr. Corbett and I. And, you know, sometimes we talk really early in the morning and we'll have heated words, but this is my mate for life because it is the coming together of, of minds. And these nurses on the forum, they've started listing their skills. And this is going to be thousands and thousands of hours worth of qualified, trained nurses with a plethora of, of skill sets. And by the time they're trained up and have access to what is going to be, something that they're going to have access to, these are going to be the best for treating and reversing disease and, and giving healthcare advice. And we truly will have the support of the public. Amen. So uh, anyway, e- enough on that. But I, I just, you know, I was, um, I was watching scripture on YouTube. Having read it, I was watching <laughs> about John, the book of John today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where the Roman soldier went to our, our, our Lord and Savior and said, come with me. My, my son is dying. Yep. And and uh, Jesus said, you know, go home. He, he's he's not dying. And um, and you you have to believe. And this Roman soldier went home and he was met by his servant and said his fever's broke. He's he's not dying. He's getting well. Mm. You have to believe. And so that belief is in all of us. And for me, when I was sick, I had my ex-husband. I once I read Gerson, which is all about diets in Genesis one twenty one. I go back to everything you need. You shall find in the seeds, the fruits of the trees. I believed that I was going to be okay. I never believed from that point on that I was going to die ever. But before that, I did when I went for the MRIs and saw the oncologist and everything else. But once I got out of that witchcraft and sorcery, which you know, emergency medicine have it has its has its place. I believed. Yep. And that belief is from within. So, amen. Amen. Yeah, and you know you know what, Kate? <clears throat> the sad reality, though, is everybody doesn't have that. The, the Scripture is very clear that those who have the Spirit of God are the children of God. And you can find that in the book of Romans. So all people don't have it. And this is why the gospel is so necessary to call people to repentance. And it's called them to actual belief. And actual belief is not just what goes on up here. It's, it's the doing. You know, don't be just hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. There's uh, somebody in chat, I hope I'm pronouncing the name correctly, Piera, um, <clears throat> who said that they wanted to pass a corona, a corona pass required a negative COVID test to visit two outdoor amusement parks, uh, Tivoli and Bakken. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm even pronouncing that. That's in Denmark. Now, <clears throat> I can tell you, Piera... What you need to do is not give your business to those those theme parks who are going along with it. I can tell you from experience. We were at Carowinds. We had bought 12 uh, season passes for our, our kids like two years ago. That was a Christmas present. And they shut it down because of the North Carolina governor who's a tyrant there. They're trying to impeach him as well. And I called up because Carowind says they will not give you a refund. And I called up. I couldn't get anybody. I sent them an email and I said, look, now you're imposing. We got to go through some kind of temperature check tent. We got to, uh, you know, 
do all this stuff and jump through all these hoops to go to the park and we got to wear a mask in an outdoor park. I said, no, we're not submitting to this. This is not part of the deal when, when we purchase these tickets. I want a full refund. And I was expecting to get some kind of thing. We're not going to give you a refund. I'm going to have to get my attorneys involved and all this kind of stuff. And the lady said, I read what you said. I saw the, 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 the comments that you were making and the reasons for that. We're going to give you a full refund. I got a full refund. It took about a month for them to give it to me. But I got a full refund for that. But the thing is, you're going to have to give up something. You're going to have to be willing to, in some cases, I mean, you know, Kate has had it as well, be arrested, be hassled, uh, have to confront people. It's not going to be a comfortable situation a lot of times to be in. But we're going to have to resist the tyranny, even when it doesn't come from government, even when it comes from uh, the people in businesses, corporations, the agents of the state with, um, uh, you know, the police, any of that stuff, we're going to have to resist that, okay? So that is an encouragement to do that. As our forefathers said here in America, and it was our original seal, that is, and we've got some clicking going on for some reason, uh, that is the issue of resistance to tyranny is obedience to God. And people say, where can you find that? You can find it all throughout Scripture. You can find it when Moses confronted the Pharaoh. Okay, yeah. you can find it when David confronted Saul. He called. He says, "Why are you doing these things to me? I haven't done anything to you, but love you." You can find it with the prophets confronting the rebellion of the the evil kings of Israel. You can find it with John the Baptist confronting Herod over his lawless action of taking his brother Philip's wife that was unlawful. You can find it with Jesus Christ who confronted Herod and Pilate and. The, the, the wicked people of the Pharisees, Matthew 23, you can find it with Paul as he goes around and he speaks to those who are in authority and says, what you're doing is wrong. You need to repent. Remember your history. So if you want to see that, that's all throughout Scripture. Okay, this is not this is not something that the guys in the 1700s came up with. It's there. Just wanted to chuck that in there. And we've got some kind of clicking going on. I don't know what's going on. Uh, with with a microphone or whatever, <clears throat> but we've got that going on. So, um, guys, you've got that. Now, there's some other things that are going on. You guys have, they've imposed this coronavirus act. And, uh, Kate, you're telling me that there's six months. Which one of you guys want to take this? They're, sick, they're trying to extend that six months. And tell me something. We had Dr. Sherry okay. Ten, hang on. We, we had Dr. Sherry Tenpenny on yesterday. And one of the issues that she brought up was, you know, people taking the vaccine, and Dr. Merritt had said this as well, that down the line, there's eventually going to be another, you yes. know, they're going, to be, they're going to be introduced with another coronavirus. And this one, because of what this vaccine does, is basically going to make their body attack itself. And we're going to see a lot of people either really deathly sick or actually dead. And <clears throat> my question to you is, are they, are they implementing this coronavirus act knowing that's coming? And then they're going to call these deaths COVID. They're going to ramp it up and say, oh, this is, look, look at what COVID has done. And we've got to get everybody vaccinated to scare people into getting that vaccination because that's what Dr. Timpenny said. What do you guys see on that? And what's the situation with this coronavirus act? Go ahead, well, Dr. I, I'll, I'll lead. The basic thing is this coronavirus act came in last year and all the rules, all the petty masking and social distancing, those were all brought in, not under the Coronavirus Act, but under the Public Health Act, under secretary legislation, amendments to the Public Health Act. And 
what they're doing now, they've got the Coronavirus Act on the statute, like a, it's like an enabling act, really, because it's there and it can be used. And the government wants to extend that, so they've voted to extend it by another six months. But in parallel with this Coronavirus Act, which is even more horrendous than the Public Health Act, you know, under the Coronavirus Act, you can be forcibly removed from your home, forcibly exposed to all sorts of tests. And um, it's really horrendous. It's really Nazi. It's really Nazi-like. But it's all Nazi-like anyway. But in parallel with the Coronavirus Act, we've got this police and criminal evidence bill, which, as Kate uh, said a minute ago, criminalizes any protest. So this bill's going through. It's had its second reading. So it's going to be on the statute very shortly if it's not on already. And this new bill, what it says is that the police have got to authorise any protest, even a protest of one person with a megaphone, the police can shut it down. And this is, this is really in naked, uh, in plain sight, it's the imposition of uh, you know, a, a tyranny, a Nazified a social environment where the police are going to be like stormtroopers. They are already, but they're going to be even more forceful. So we're really concerned that a lot of these protests we've seen recently have been impregnated, infiltrated by government agents in order to cause trouble and to discredit the anti-lockdown movement in order to push through public support for this new police and criminal evidence bill. And you've got these two parallel things happening. So you've got the the legislation, which is absolutely tyrannical. And then you've got the police empowered to hit the demonstrators, to use their truncheons. And indeed, last night in, in, in Bristol, we saw the police using horses against uh, demonstrators. They were getting the horses. They were out on horseback, which is very threatening. We don't really have that in this country. The police horses in this country are more like pets, really. They're they're kept in abeyance. They're deterrent that's hardly ever used. And there you see them being used against anti-lockdown protesters that are protesting against this police and criminal evidence bill. And and, uh, yes, as Kate said, that's true. So, So basically... We've got this situation of it's tightening up now. They want to bring in this primary legislation, not like last year through the back door, but primary legislation would be in black and white. People won't be able to go out on the streets and protest because it would be totally illegal. And people would be frightened of being criminalized. And we've all been criminalized already. We're all in the courts to a greater or lesser degree. We're in the court process system because it's alleged we've broken these stupid rules, we haven't hurt anybody, we're all being criminalised, all the people that stood out last year in public and said this is wrong, we're all being criminalised to greater or lesser extent. And the people that, are, that know it's wrong and are sitting at home and frightened to say anything are worried about their jobs, their positions and their, their public uh, reputations. And that is the truth. You know, there's a, there's a very clear line here between being silent and saying nothing and doing something by opening your mouth. Amen. You don't have to do much. And it starts with individuals, this does, with what you accept. Do you accept wearing a mask to go to a theme park? If you do, 
then you're it's it you you're you've submitted to this regime you've absolutely submitted to it and it starts with an individual you can subvert it you could subvert it very easily by not doing it and what are they going to do they're going to call the police to you as you say you take your custom elsewhere you take your business elsewhere right. and go somewhere where you don't have to submit to this this is like a civil sharia it's like a secular sharia law that they're bringing in where you submit publicly and the the sign of submission is wearing the mask round your face yep. that's a sign of submission <laughs> to this the, the submission of your sovereignty to this imposition of this regime yep. and people who realize that don't wear masks and that's very clear there's no medical reason here to wear masks Amen. and let's Dear Tim, about this, there is no virus. No virus yep. has ever been yep. purified. No virus has ever been shown to cause any disease like COVID nineteen. Therefore, technically, virologically, there is no virus. This is a psychological operation yep. Yep. of control and command throughout each population in each nation. Now, how many more scientists do we need to say this? You know, we've got so many already. but the governments aren't listening to it because their agenda has been subverted into this reset this big bigger agenda this economic reset and all this covid-19 and sars-cov-2 is a sideshow beside what's actually happening in society Amen. which is driving through this tyrannical technocracy that's emerging where we should criminalize dissent and it will criminalize and it will make us robots it will make us um, units of consumption within an economy that they control What, like battery heads yeah dr corbett one of the things is that we talk about here on wednesday is the education process in the in the states here which is soviet i mean it's very soviet and uh and it is to make those of us who are still alive it is to make us nothing more than little good little communist worker bees Uh think of Winston in 1984 folks and that's that's what you get that's what is to make us and those of us who won't work not only you're not going to eat we're not going to breathe they're going to kill us okay that's that's their that's their goal and yeah. Dr. Tenpenny was talking about that and one of the things that she said was they're they brought lawsuits and dealing with stuff up there good for them um <clears throat> but they're dealing with the liberty aspect i think Dr. Kaufman and Dr. Cowan are the people you're talking about Kevin and yourself you're doing it in the UK Kate, I know you're behind that and saying there's no evidence of this. Uh, Dr. Kaufman and him, he told me he was already involved as a as a witness over there in the UK in a uh, case dealing with the fact that there's no evidence for this SARS-CoV-2, uh, the isolation, the purification, the Cox postulates, all of that. And uh, and I think that is the root of it. If you cut off, if you, not hack the branches of the liberty infringements, if you cut off the root of the lie of the fraud that's being perpetrated on the people through what you said, Doctor Corbett, the psychological manipulation that's going on, then you don't have you don't give any ground to the enemy to sprout new branches. You you've cut off the lie right there. That's the root. Now, with that said, we got Joni calling in, and uh, Joni some. Uh, you know provide submissions to the sons of liberty she's got one that's going viral now on the uh the moderna guy over there who you know actually got up and said we can hack your system your dna this is what the the things are going to do and dr tenpenny talked about how that actually works 
uh, yesterday in, on the show. But, uh, Joni, you had a question that you wanted to ask of uh, Dr. Corbett and, K- and Kate? Yeah, this is about the article that I had written about the, um, the mRNA injection, you know, where they found out that mRNA is actually unstable. It's got a terrible instability issue. It's fragile. And they're even having some problems with the um, storage of the cold storage of this um, medical device. And the the degrading of this, in fact, you know, they were, uh, the percentage that they were giving is they were having only 78%, 55% intact uh, mRNA in this stuff. So, I mean, are we also talking about, when we're talking about these injections for a non-existent uh, problem that they have created, and the, the virus is non-existent because it hasn't been proven, but the damage that can be done from truncated or degraded mRNA that they're that they are actually injecting into people's bodies that has not even been studied and is anybody in the UK even bringing that out because I know it came out in the EMA and it's scant had anything here in the US and I wondered if it was being you know noted in the UK well in Europe Tim do you want me to come back on that yeah please in Europe, we um, there's been a lot on that um, that issue, and we know that these injections they're not vaccines; they're injections, and they are dangerous, even in the terms of the manufacturers, because they haven't gone through full phase three trials; they've been cooked up in under a year, normally it's five, 10, 15 years before a a, a conventional vaccine is marketed. These have been cooked up in under, well, under seven months, really, when you look at it, probably under a year. So they can't be safe, even in the orthodox terms. And we know they're not safe because doctors, Wodag and Yeadon, public health doctors, one an ex-Pfizer chief scientist, came out last December in a big mm-hmm. document that they put to the European um, Medicines Agency detailing all the concerns, all the issues that your callers just described. The, the fact that the mRNA is unstable, it has a dangerous effect on cellular material, and it also has a dangerous effect causing cytokine, um, rushes, causing all sorts of immunological disorders in the host, in the person in whom it's injected. So these shouldn't have been marketed. Why have they been dreamed up at all? You know, and this really yeah. does indicate a genocidal narrative here. I think going back as well to, um, uh, you know, the, the whole thing about the Coronavirus Act and it's, it's for another six months when it gets to September, when it's up again, um, in September, that is the autumn term for the schools. And that's when the, we see the flu vaccines being rolled out. And the Pfizer uh, vaccine, we'll call it uh, a device actually, because it's not a vaccine. The Pfizer device has ingredients in it that have never been used before, and they've never been tested for their efficacy. And I believe that's what we're, we're talking about here. But putting that aside, that. That's one danger. So you already have the danger of anaphylactic reaction dropping dead quickly 
or dropping dead certainly within a few days. And there's so many of these, so many. I've had so many brought to my attention. It's horrible. But what you're going to see is when they possibly bring out these coronaviruses. And remember the flu vac from, I believe, 2019 had four untested influenzas in it and the highly pathogenic H1N1 in it. And the 80 cases in Italy had all had, the 80 cases of this COVID had all had the flu vaccine. Um, so are they going to, and I believe that yes, they are, you're going to buy now, they're starting to vaccinate children. That's coming very soon. And babies, they're starting the trials on babies. So they're going to give these babies all the other childhood vaccines, which are never, ever uh, proven safe, never, ever proven effective, and never, ever have two been tested for their efficacy. Yet they ram all these babies with loads of vaccines all in one go, and then they're going to be getting this on top of it. So come autumn and September, we've had everybody in all different walks of life, all of the, the elderly, the infirm, the disabled, people who are classed as vulnerable. I even met a woman walking on the forest who was a young woman, very fit, but she'd had an amputation. Very fit. She was training to go out with the, the uh, vets that are disabled and climb some mountain. And... She'd had the vaccine, the device. She'd had it because they contacted her and said she was vulnerable. She was young. I received all the literature through. Now they're stalking me and texting. So it's Kevin saying I'm vulnerable. So come September, when they start giving the flu vaccine or possibly the second of these devices, are we going to see everywhere, all walks of life, frontline workers who are now they're saying they've got to have it, um, the police that have had it, um, all these people in the supermarkets and every they're just going drop. And remember that cretin, Bill Gates, and that cretin of a wife of his, um, Satanists, said, oh, the second, pan- the second pandemic is going to get your attention. And they smiled as they said it. Now, I don't see how anyone can pass that off because... It's so sick and warped when talking about any pandemic that's going to kill anybody. You have a smile on your face. It's like saying lots of people are going to die in road traffic accidents this year and it's going to get your attention. You just wouldn't do it like that. So, you know, it's so obvious. It's so obvious if you look at it, what's actually being planned. And and this is um, a PSYOP on our minds, and they are indeed using the Red Army tactic, disability dependency and dread. And they're actually using this, and it's there in full show. It is the Empress New Clothes, because we were told Christmas, we're going to shut everything down three weeks as a circuit breaker. Now they're telling us that was it January, now it's not going to open to full capacity till the summer solstice. June 21st, hmm, that's looking a bit suspect to me. Now they're talking about, we've got that buffoon who's really just a puppet. And he's clearly done some deals so that him and his, you know, baby mamas, who he's got about seven kids and he's not married to the last one and she's in 10 Downing Street and they're running up 12,000 bills at farm shops while people are using food banks. He's telling us that... um, Um, You know, there's a new wave in Europe and it could waft over here. 
and they're setting us up. And we know that the transport system has been told not to open to capacity. Do they know something? Because they're not going to open on June 21st. And also that buffoon has also paid for advertising of COVID-19 till 2023. So if you think by sitting at home, being a good little citizen and congratulating each other when you've had your device injected into your body, oh, well done, then you've been brainwashed. You've been brainwashed. I agree. And you're probably going to die. You're going to be one of those that is going to drop because you are going to be the super spreader when you go and have your next device and it's in it and you are now a pathogen creating factory because you are making new viral components in your ribosomes. That's the protein making machinery in your cells. It's now making new viral components that shouldn't be there. When you come into contact with it, your body's going to go, oh, attack, attack, attack. Oh, hang on a minute. It's in me as well. Attack, attack, attack. And it's going to replicate. So it's you who is going to be responsible for many people who are not taking this device, who are going to die. You are going to die and you're going to make them die. Those who have got weak immunities, the very young, the very old, those who are immunocompromised, who have got cancer, diabetes, Crohn's, colitis, anything like that, or who have not gone out in the sun for the last year because they're listening to this lies, witchcraft and sorcery. And for you nurses out there who've taken it and who are telling people to take it, you've got blood on your hands as well. And there will be, God willing, the next Nuremberg trials. And any of you that are pushing this, you're going to be in it. Oh, you're so going to be in it. Yeah, Kate, uh, let me let me ask Joni. Uh, Joni, you have a follow-up question you want uh, to ask uh, Dr. Corbett or Kate? Yes, because my my theory is is this: when you're talking about injecting this, I mean it's bad enough because this is not even proven technology. I, I wouldn't inject anything like that in myself or anybody else. But when you're talking about something that degrades rapidly, is fragile and unstable, and you put that in there, plus what they have decided to encase it in, there is nothing to know what any of that is going to do. It is a relative mm. unknown. So you are injecting something that has the potential to go just like a Frankenstein experiment wrong in your body. And I don't think people really realize this because they have been told the propaganda. And in trying to get it out, it's almost like, you know, you're you're the crazy person when you're saying the truth. And they're like, oh, nobody would do that to me. But they're doing it, and it's proven, and it's been there, there's no studies on any of this to, to, to know what anything is going to do, especially when you're talking about um, degraded genetic parts running around. Nobody yeah. knows. Yeah. So it, it's a, an unknown that I think is contributing to a high number of deaths and a high number of side effects that weren't even, I think, counted upon. I think so, yeah. too. And, and, guys, before I let the experts uh, in this field uh, speak – just as a as the common man, you know, obviously one of the things that I think people can do to rid themselves of coronavirus is simply turn your television off, turn your radio off that's promoting this stuff. Bradley does his show, and in the, the top and the bottom of the news hour, you know, they have 
you know, the guy comes on and he gives you top of the headline news and stuff like this. And it's all this coronavirus. Turn that stuff off. Just if you turn it off, it goes away up here. And it's not going to be in here. I mean, that's just the reality. I'm just telling you, turn it off there. You deal with it. But the people would rather listen to slick talkers like Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Anthony Fauci, CNN, Fox News. Yeah, Fox News, Newsmax. Um, MSLSD and all of the rest of these people, they'd rather listen to them than they would those who are on the front lines who actually work with people, who actually care about people, and who actually see, hey, I'm responsible for somebody if they're actually, you know, sick and stuff, and they come to me like, you know, Kate or Dr. Corbett or Dr. Kaufman or any of these people, and they go, I know this stuff over here doesn't work, so I'm going to try to treat them with natural remedies, things that God has given uh, as best we can, whether they're supplements because it's not in the food anymore for whatever reason, or any of this other stuff. And so I, you know, I'm just a common guy here, and it all makes sense to me on the very basic level. I don't think you have to have a PhD to understand what's going on here. Uh, guys, you want to comment? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, for those out there who who have had this device. And now they're bitterly regretting it because they're sick or they did get very sick. Uh, And now they're sitting there and they know. And there are a lot. Uh, There is a letter. I'm actually doing a video on this this weekend and it will be posted everywhere. I'll send it to you as well, Tim. And there'll also be a PDF of a letter that you can send, which is going to give going to give accountability because it's going to be recorded then for those that have done it. But there are some things that you can do to try and offset the immediate effects. But once this is in you, as Joni has said, um, she uh, is absolutely correct. And Dr. Corbett, this is experimental. Um, We do know that all of the macaque monkeys and all of the ferrets in the studies, they all died. And we also know that some of these, uh, for instance, the Johnson and Johnson one, they've actually admitted it changes your DNA. And we have, 10 billion miles of DNA, 10 billion miles. It's about 37,000 terabytes. You only need to take out one piece or put a piece in that shouldn't be there or translocate pieces. And it changes your binary code, your computer program, your encyclopedia of who you are from the creator. It changes it. You only need to look at Alistair, who you had on your show, who was diagnosed with Duchenne muscular dystrophy, which is where they're missing exon 44. It's not expressed one gene, just one gene. And that young man doesn't make muscle. So you, you, you have to remember this is so catastrophic. This is an experiment. This is against the Nuremberg Code. So I think, you know, this is where we're going to see if people reproduce. And remember in tetanus, they put it anti-HCG and gave it to South American countries. And then these women wouldn't have known that they were having early miscarriages because human chorionic gonadotrophin is what's secreted by the trophoblast cells when you're pregnant. And so it was anti-HCG. So if you have an antibody against something in your body, then it will stop it. And that is what is going to happen with the devices. You're going to create sort of a, 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 a response, mm-hmm. response on you. But 
What you can do to offset the initial thing is take CoQ10, which is the heart protective enzyme, 400 milligrams. You can take high dose vitamin C, and that is uh, uh, just the ascorbic, not the ascorbic acid. So you can take camu camu powder, or you can take, if you can get a more natural one, take a thousand milligrams every hour to bowel tolerance. What that means is you take it every hour, you get diarrhea. Now, for camu camu, about a heat tablespoon and a, and a couple of teaspoons around the edge gives me acute diarrhea. I know because I tipped some in by mistake and it overflowed into my juice. And I thought, oh, I'll have it. I shook it up and took it. 20 minutes later, carnage on the forest. So, um, but you'll <laughs> yeah, I had to go behind a bush. Katrina will bear witness to that. And uh, every cat, bit of the carrot juice, my entire digestive tract was clean as a whistle and the dogs were witness. Um, but look, you know, you can take camu camu powder. You can take, remember, high dose in nature, vitamin C comes as a compound. It comes with ascorbic acid, vitamin C. It comes with copper, which is for all your elastin and collagen. It comes with bit vitamin P, which is all your bioflavonoids. And it comes with vitamin J, which protects you from pneumonia. So eat lots of vitamin C rich foods, you know, mm. carrots, um, all your green leafy vegetables, organics. Take um, vitamin C and your CoQ10 and take some zinc. So, um, you know, you, you've done this and you've just got to really then keep your immunity really high. Don't have sugar. And there is something as well that I was going to talk about in the show today that I think is really important for everybody out there is is stay hydrated. And when we see elderly people, and Dr. Corbett will, will vouch for this, we see elderly people that are dehydrated. What do we do? We bring them into hospital, we put up an IV, we give them some fluids, and we send them back out. And that's what we think it hydrates you. And actually, hydration is very different to that. Remember when you've got a plant that you've gone on holiday and you forgot to water it or have your neighbor report it, uh, water it, what you then see is, you know, a shriveled dead plant with dry baked soil what happens when you pour water into that does the plant survive more often than not no yeah. the water just runs straight out the bottom and takes whatever nutrients are in the dry soil okay it. okay do you, so, do you do you want do you guys want to hang on just for a few minutes after yeah, uh minutes. yeah because yeah, I, I want you I, I want you to hit on that if you can and then we'll close out the show. But I, I need to close out the show here uh, for the radio audience. If you guys want to join us, join us on Facebook. Go on beforeitsnews.com right there at the top of the page. We're on there. Um, you can catch us on my Twitter account at FPP Tim, Periscope, and Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. There's a number of places that we're on. So if you guys want to join us on that, we'll continue here for a few more minutes because I wanted to get Kate in for the hydration issue because we want to talk about that and get uh, Dr. Corbett's final comments as well. Twenty, Not 23 hours. Oh, Monday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern Time. Lord willing, we'll be back with you. We got some good, good lineup. I'm hoping to bring Charlotte Iserbite on uh, next week. We're going to possibly have Del Bigtree here with us live. So don't miss that. See ya. Okay, all right. We want to welcome everybody from Red State Talk Radio over who is who who are joining us by video platform, and uh, thank you guys for hanging on, and uh, Kate and Dr. Corbett for staying with us. Kate, do you want to finish up what you were talking about there with the hydration? I didn't mean to cut you off so so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Also, folks, you know, to God, if you have had the vaccine, that's your vitamin C, that's your CoQ10, and also vitamin D3, uh, at least 5,000 international units, and get out in the midday sun when the sun is 
high in the sky and your shadow thoughts get that your it's it's the only thing that your body will, will um store for the wind. so what we find um is that um our capacity to hydrate is by our connective tissue found throughout our body and connective tissue is made up of a network of protein fibers embedded in a polysaccharide gel and it gives the body its shape and form um so some connective tissue like bones your tendons and your ligaments is tough and it's dense with less polysaccharide gel in it and more protein um while other tissues are looser um like your circulatory system and your your lymph system the looser the tissue the greater ratio of gel to protein and the greater its hydration property so human gel is made up of a um, type of sugars uh, which we get from our soluble fiber such as pectin found in fruits vegetables whole grains and legumes so do you see folks you need to be eating lots of fresh fruit and vegetables colorful and get juicing them because then you can really have a, a big amount of uh, nutrients in you as well and the pectin is probably one of the best known polysaccharides for its gelling capacity and it keeps the plants hydrated and supple think about cactus plants they're full of it and as the plant ages the ratio of pectin to lignin decreases and the plant becomes inflexible and brittle we are the same what happens when we get older we we become less flexible and brittle that's exactly what happens um our gel is made up of from similar chains of sugars found in the pectin pectin contains uh, i'm not actually i'm not going to go into loads of detail because it will literally um it will blow your mind but when uh, what happens when the gel shrinks because we're not you know in the bible it talks about as living to 120 the little the little um uh, the little things on the end of our our the little telomeres on the end of our dna and every time our, our cell divides it, it it snaps that little telomeres there was a scientist who who went and studied this and looked at how long we should actually live every time this snaps off and she said 100 i think it was she 120 mm-hmm. and so we need to think about that we're now told that it's 70 is a good age that's almost just 20 years shy of half we are what we eat today's food becomes tomorrow's cells no amount of exercise is an offset for a poor diet you know Joel, so, Kate, Joel Dr Joel Wallach mentions that he says we ought to live to at least 100 and i think his slogan is have a good time getting there <laughs> yeah and we've already talked about why we should hug and that being in love and i've told everybody i'm getting married this year so i can do a lot of love and i've just got to find him um actually i think i found him uh, <laughs> what happens when the gel shrinks the body shrinks the bones brittle the disc between the vertebra flatten the joints get dry the mucous membranes get dry and most importantly the flow of nutrients and the toxins to and from the cells becomes obstructed so what do we see with the elderly they start to get the the spine starts to degrade they start to get oh, buckled over we start to see that they start to get lots of problems we start to see nerves impinged and we start to see that their joints start to go they start to get the flu more they start to get sick because remember your snot your mucous membrane that secrete this stuff 
It's a detox. So we see these people becoming more and more toxic. They look toxic. They smell toxic from their mouths. It starts to smell a bit like fecal fluid. We see that. And this is all because we lose this hydration. That's why when you look at children, oh my gosh, they look so yummy. Their skins are plump and juicy. They are plump and juicy, which is why. They are more moist, which is why they are more susceptible to electromagnetic radiation. 2G, 3G, 4G, 5G, 6G that they're bringing in. So this is all connected. So folks, stay hydrated. Eat lots and lots of colorful plants. Don't have sugar. And, you know, we all know that when we eat sugar, we look rubbish. It crinkles all your skin because it stops you hydrating. We know that when you eat sugar, your joints start to hurt. I get that. If I chat down a loaf of chocolate, my joints start to hurt and they start to stick. Why? Because I'm not hydrated. It's robbing me. If you're eating a really high protein diet, the, um, the way that the body tries to bring the body back to that equilibrium of not being acidic is it starts to get rid of, um, it starts to, to um, eat the urea and creatinine, which cannot, you know, it, it, it cannot convert part of this protein to energy. So it gets rid of it as urea and creatinine. And what it does is you're, you're starting to let go of your uh, potassium and hang on to sodium. And then your, your kidneys are working harder. Then your heart works harder. And what happens to the cells? They become edematous. They can't function because they're waterlogged. So it's all connected. So don't be chowing down on loads of animal protein. Start making the bulk of your diet. These carbohydrates, carbohydrates, I don't mean white bread and um, I don't mean, you know, pastries. I'm talking about real carbohydrates, your fruit and vegetables that the good Lord gave us. Amen. Dr. Corbett, do you have something you want to add? Well, I was just going to add something to what Joni said earlier, uh, Tim, if that's okay. Um, who's your, who phoned in, had the question. And a lot of the time, um, all this information on, on the, the COVID vaccines, it's very technical. But the, the leaflets that come with the, the devices are given to people to read. And very often there are key phrases in those leaflets that you can focus down on and anybody can interpret. And when they focus on those, they can see that there is a lie contained in the whole thing. And I'm just going to show you the the British government's one for, um, I don't know if you can see that. Um, Can you see that? A guide for old people. So that's, that's the one that I received because I'm an older person according to the government. And um, on page 11, of it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's got 12 pages, this. So page 11, here, page 11. Let me show you page 11. Okay. It says this. I'll just read it to you. It says, we do not yet know whether it will stop you from catching and passing on the virus. So the British government saying to all people over 60, we do not yet know whether it will stop you from catching and passing on the virus. Now, I should imagine there are similar documents in the United States, Canada, and all Western countries that have similar statements. 
So the government is asking to take this vaccine, but it doesn't know whether it works or not. Isn't that odd that you can be asked to take something for your health that you don't know whether it works or not? Oh, yeah. Very odd. That's a very odd statement. And that should make everybody sit up and think, why should I take it? Isn't this odd? Isn't this strange? We're being coerced into taking something which the government knows has no known efficacy. Its efficacy is unknown. So again, the, the, it's in plain sight. This is a psychological operation. The truth is in plain sight. It's coded within documents like this. You have to go through these, but these are free. These are what come with your letter in the United Kingdom, asking you to take and uh, make an appointment to go and get the vax. And it's so clear when you look at it that the whole thing is a psychological operation and it's a big lie that the government is actually producing a medical device that's going to be totally harmful to the population and is going to increase deaths, it's going to increase adverse events, the morbidity and mortality is going to rocket up from this. Of course, the statistics are um, hidden the statistics are masked. That, uh, any death due to the vaccine be put down to something else as, as much as they can. All the counting will be undercounted. All the statistics will be doctored. They'll be fiddled with. They'll be gerrymandered. We know this already. It's been happening all last year. It's happening with the vaccination rates. It's happening with the testing rates. So why doesn't it happen with the deaths and the adverse events? And it is happening with those. And we know we've had case reports even this week. Kate and I have heard nurses' accounts where they know that the vaccine damage has not been recorded. The yellow cards haven't been produced. They've been ascribed to other conditions. So basically, to get back to Joni then, this is all out there in the public domain. But you have to look at it critically. You have to have a critical eye to look at anything that the officials tell you on this issue, because it's just not true what they're saying. Amen. Now, one of the things, you know, that I've, I've said from the get-go is you cannot trust a guy who cannot brush his hair. You, you just can't trust a guy who can't brush his hair. I'm, I'm serious. If the guy gets out of bed and his head, you know, he, he's ah. – anyway, you can't trust a guy like that. And I, I say something about certain colors that men wear too. But, uh, of course, I had to wear one of those colors from my – daughter's wedding last week so i have to be careful about that anyway uh but but you can't trust a guy who's who won't brush his hair who uh, i think uh, kate was referring to as having several baby mamas and all of this other stuff and but here's what's most important this is the same kind of government and by the way dr corbett it's not free. It may come to you free, but you're paying for it with taxes. They're oh, yeah, using your tax yeah. money to push out the propaganda. Yeah. That's what they're doing. They're using it against you. And, There's no um, such thing as free. There's that's no, that's you right. Pay it, you pay for it through taxation in this country, yep. and you pay for it royally through your life. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so that, that was the key thing that I, I wanted to get. They're using your own money against you people. And, you know, I know a lot of people think it's just a great thing. Oh, we get free health care in the U.K. 
Now, I, I got to tell you, years ago, I looked at what was happening. You know, you have businessmen and stuff like that who don't know any different. They've got a good heart. They want to help people. And they actually contribute money to the British government because they're so in the red in their healthcare system. And they've, been, they've used that socialized medicine for so long. It's, I mean, Tim, the socialized medicine in the UK is like a communist system. Yep, yep. Where people, the, the, the money that people earn is stolen from them out of their pay packets before they even get it. And that's called taxation. And that is used to fund a pharmaceutically driven health service that is just a pimp for big pharma. And all the doctors and the nurses in the UK that know that this is happening and they don't speak out, they're the ones that are going to be in front of the Nuremberg trials when they happen because they know and they've done nothing about it. They know, but they have failed to act. We are living in this country in a modern-day version of this, the six wives of Henry VIII. And in Henry VIII's time... In Tudor times, people had to believe in two big lies in this country, Tim. One was that the, that the king had made himself pope in England, which was a lie. And the second lie was that his divorce, and his, his divorce from Catherine of Aragon and his marriage to Anne Boleyn were legal. And, of course, they're both illegal. And if you didn't swear to those two lies, you were hanged, you were disemboweled, you were murdered by the government. The same thing now, the two big lies are SARS-CoV-2 exists and that this vaccine or injection works. Those are the two big lies. There's no purification of the virus and there's no efficacy for this injection called misnamed a vaccine. Nor are they safe. Two big lies. Nor are they safe. And they will murder us. You know, they will try and murder us metaphorically or even in reality. They're trying to criminalize us for speaking out. They will try and murder us in all sorts of ways. You can murder people metaphorically. You can do all sorts of things to them, or you can murder them in reality, and maybe they'll do that. So maybe we're in a new Tudor age. Maybe this is the new reformation that we're living through, where people had to swear lies And, of course, it flips the other way as well, because in Tudor times, we had Mary Tudor. She was a a Catholic tyrant just as much as Henry was a Protestant tyrant. And it flips around the other way. So you get the Protestants being murdered instead of the Catholics. So it's the same issue. You know, it's about believing in lies, lies that furnish the bank balances of uh, the Gates Foundation, Big Pharma, and all the other vested interests that are behind this, and the economic reset that's coming, the digital currency, the Bitcoin, and all the rest of it that we're being encouraged to swallow uh, uncritically. So this is this is where we're at here, really, this, with this historically. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I, I agree with what you've said there. And by the way, that Greek reset, you know, anybody who's missed the interview I had with uh, Alex Newman from the New American, it's not just economic, folks. It's cultural. It's social. It's religious in nature. All of it. It is a complete. It is trying to set a complete reset of reality, a total reset of reality. 
And the only way to do that is to tear everything down. This is why you see the statues coming down. This is why you see the laws being changed. This is why you see this this stuff that's pushing through here uh, the way it is medically and stuff to instill fear in people. And, you know, we don't want to give people fear. We want to tell them, here's what the enemy's doing so that you're aware of it. And, yeah, it probably does cause some people to be fearful. But, you know, as as a wise person once said, there is no courage without first fear. First, we confront, we confront the fear, we confront the reality, and then we gain courage to stand against it. And that doesn't mean people aren't scared. It doesn't mean that they haven't had fears. It means they overcome the fears. You know, the Bible talks about that we're overcomers through Christ who loved us. And so in doing that, what are we overcoming? We're overcoming uh, our own sin. We're overcoming fear. God tells us 300-something times, Dr. Tenpenny mentioned this yesterday in the interview, 300-something times, don't fear. So we're to gain courage from that. Why? Because our king goes before us. There's only one king, folks, and it's not just for America. It's for every country that's listening to me right now that's represented, that's represented and that is the King Jesus. The Bible tells us he is on the throne, that he is subduing his enemies under his feet. Now, the question is, are we going to go out and face the enemy? Or are we going to cower and put our mask on and say, yeah, please, please give me my shot so I can go to my theme park or I can go to the grocery store and get on a plane? Or are we going to say no to the tyrant and say, you are acting lawlessly, just like John the Baptist spoke to Herod. You're acting lawlessly. You're out of line. We come together. Look. Some people say you're being ecumenical. I'm not being ecumenical. I make my distinctions on theological grounds. I do that. Everybody knows that. But when it comes to injustices, all of us should be able to stand together against injustices. Why? Because we're made in the image of God. It's written on our hearts. We know. We have a conscience. This is why I told the guy who tried to say... Uh, there's no proof that God exists. It's self-evident within you. Romans 1 tells you it's self-evident within you that there's a God. The problem is you have something standing in your way, an idol, that you don't want to honor God, honor, uh, you don't want to honor God as God. That's the real issue. And so God turns us over to all kinds of things. You can read Romans 18 and following and see what he turns people over to uh, and, because they won't honor him as God. So here's the, here's the real thing. We break it down. All of these things that are happening, whether they're the protests, we're seeing people who are being courageous, they are coming out, they are banding together, and they may have all kinds of differences in their life, but they see the injustice and the infringement on liberty, and they're willing to stand with each other. And I've said this before. I mean, I, I hate Islam. I hate Islam. I don't hate Muslims, but I hate Islam. But if a Muslim is being treated unjustly, I'm going to speak out against that. I spoke out against it when they wanted to go try to surveil them without a warrant. I'm like, you have enough in the Quran where you could theoretically put that before and say, go get a warrant. But they don't want to do that. They don't want to follow the law. They just want to attack. And, uh, you know, the same thing happens with anybody that I might disagree with. Hey, you need to follow the law. You don't get to treat people unjustly because you don't like them. And, uh, and the scripture teaches us that as well. By the way, we made this comment, I made this comment with uh, Renata Castro when she was on the show talking about illegals. I disagree with, with her on a lot of what she said. Uh, but, but the fact of the matter is, if that woman was to be treated unjustly, 
then it would be my duty, if I knew about it, to speak out against that. Uh, so we have to do that for one another. We have to stand up for one another against tyranny and resist it. And so that's really the the last note that I want to hit on. I'll give you guys about a minute each. If you guys want to comment, uh, give a last word of encouragement to people about what's going on, what they need to be doing. Okay, so folks, you need to really remember that if you're not doing anything, this is about our children. We were given our children by the Creator to take care of them. And they're coming after our kids. They're coming after them sexually. They're teaching them in schools now as young as four. Uh, the new sex education program about anal sex, about masturbation, uh, about uh, same sex. It's all wrong. They're coming after your kids. They want to vaccinate your kids. They're putting these swabs up their nose. If you can't do it for yourself, do it for the children. You've got to do it for the children. Let go of the fear. These children are going to grow up and hopefully live when we are gone. That is the order. That is the order it's meant to be. Our children are meant to outlive us. They're not going to. This is about they want the children and uh, they want transhumanism. So if you're sitting there thinking you're protecting your kids by doing nothing, you've got it the wrong way around. You need to find it in your heart to get off your backsides, off your Netflix, off your toilet rolls or whatever else you think it's going to go back to normal. You've just been tricked anyway. You all rushed out and got your vaccines because you were told you would be able to go on holiday just to be told a week later you weren't going on holiday. So that's what I want to say. Turn off a TV. They're lying. Liars of lies are the government and are the media. And find it in yourself. Find that courage. Get a Bible. Get the King James Version of the Bible. Start reading. All there. Amen. Dr. Corbett? Well, you know, what I could say is this, that I don't believe that people who wear a mask are, you know, People who are, who are wearing masks and who are socially distancing, they're doing it because they think they're doing the right thing. In most times, most times, they're not evil people. People are being coerced into behaving in this way through psychological operation, through the media, the mainstream media, the programming, the TV, the billboards. It's saturation here in the UK. Everywhere you look, on the London streets, you can see these posters telling you that every mask, every covered face is helpful. That's what it says. Every covered face is a help. How evil is that? So it's, it's natural that a lot of people are going along with this. But people need to stop and think. They adopt this. Now, what's going to come later? They've been encouraged to vaccinate in order to have a holiday in this country. And then after the vaccine program has been rolled out, the government's made it illegal for anybody to leave the country. To leave the country for holiday now is illegal. Even to go to an airport in UK now without what's called a reasonable excuse. A reasonable excuse is illegal. You can be arrested. You could be prosecuted. You could find yourself fined or even getting a jail sentence if you don't pay the fine. So people are being led up the garden path. They're being misdirected, misled. And it's like a ratchet. It gets tighter and tighter. So you make that first step to go into your local store. You wear a mask. Where does it end? You may not be putting people in the gas chambers. You may not, as a person who masks, be personally uh, responsible for, you know, quarantining vast swathes of the population. But that's where this ends up. That's where it ends up. 
in an apartheid state, a medical fascism, where you've got those that are vaccinated versus those that aren't. And you turn one group against the other. Now, this can't possibly survive. This is the plan, and the Great Reset is part of the plan, the bigger part of the plan. And the transhumanism, the destruction of the human soul, the theft of your own soul, this is all part of the plan. But the germ of its own demise, the seed of its own destruction is hardwired into it. And that's what will happen. It will self-destruct from inside. And this could happen like the Berlin Wall coming down. And I truly believe and truly pray for this to happen. But it does start with the individual and the family unit. What, think about what you are agreeing to when you adopt the mask, social distancing, and you obey the rules. Think carefully about what you're doing and whether you're doing it freely or you've been coerced by other parents when you go to school with the mask on because you're worried about what they're going to say, about having your child tested twice a week at home and having the vaccination for the child, the injection for the child. Think about whether they're necessary and think about what happens if you don't do it. Are you doing it because of social pressure or are you doing it because you truly think it's the right thing to do? And I think if people think about that in great depth, they'd agree they're doing it because everybody else is doing it, because the neighbors are doing it and they don't want to stand out. That's not a good reason for adopting Amen. medical behaviors and for having your children vaccinated. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, that's the end of the special case show. Somebody, Bethany is kind of, I don't know, Bethany. I kind of like that. It's a rap thing. T2K. How do you like that, guys? Uh, for Saturday's show. I, I appreciate you guys, as always, coming on, giving us of your time early. Well, it's early in the morning for me, but it's it's in the afternoon for you guys. But I appreciate you guys coming on. I know the, the audience does. Uh, they love you. Joni had said earlier, it's such a blessing to be able to have uh, people like uh, Dr. Corbett and Kate to come on every week here at Sons of Liberty. And I agree with them. Uh, I've learned so much from you guys. I've learned from the from basically basically everybody I bring on because my intention in bringing somebody on is either to encourage them in what they're doing or to learn something from them for myself. So I'm hopeful that, that the audience is going to learn something as well. So we appreciate you both giving of your time to come on. And uh, guys, I hope you have a great weekend. Don't forget, meet with the Lord's people tomorrow. It's the Lord's Day. Rest rejuvenate that's part of the fourth commandment guys is to not just to work this uh, not just to rest on on the sabbath but we work all those other six days okay that's part of that commandment rest meet with the people of god get around somebody who teaches the word of god who is not ashamed to say this is what god has said meet with those people join with those people coordinate with those people Take your belief and make it a reality. Work. Do the work. Don't just be hearers of the word. Be doers. All right? You guys have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you on Monday, 6 a.m. Bradley will be on at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Go over there, guys, and jump on there. And until then, see ya. <laughs>